football season starts tomorrow, and for some of you, there might be some money at stake. Did y'all know that the sports betting industry exploded last year with over $57 billion wagered? Nevada used to be the only state you could legally place those bets, but not anymore. What does all this mean for us? Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we got an industry insider and Las Vegas local, Minty Betts. She's a Yahoo Sports betting analyst here to help us answer our most pressing and ridiculous questions about putting some shmoney on the game. It's Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Minty Betts, <laughs> welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you for being on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. Yay. So I know that you're one of our rare humans born and raised in Las Vegas, and you're a woman girl. So like, how did you become a sports analyst? Okay. Both my parents worked in casinos, and my dad loved sports betting. So he would always come home from work with like a bet slip. And he's like, all right, we got to watch this game. We got to we gotta root for this team. We got to root for this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was always like a little intrigued. And then when I turned 21, I decided to dabble in sports betting. And, you know, years later, I started a Twitter account just to follow other bettors and writers and athletes and see how like other people did research on sports betting. And there's a whole community called Gambling Twitter. And uh, yeah, and I I posted my my sports picks on on Twitter and it kind of blew up from there. I just got really lucky. It was like I was in the right place at the right time. That's when like the legalization of sports betting was happening state by state. And all these sports media companies are now getting into sports betting and they want people that can talk sports betting. Typically, a lot of sports bettors are older Caucasian males. That's the demographic that we see typically. Um, So I just, I'm just the different, you know, kind of like, I guess the black sheep that everyone kind of like (laughs) wants me to come on their show and talk about sports betting. So uh, it's been a wild ride. It's like she's young. She's hip. Yeah. Young. Bring her onto the show. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's like, you know, the the gift and the curse, I guess. So if it's putting you in the career you like. Yeah. This is like not even at all what I thought I was going to do at age 29. Um, Not at all did I think I was going to be in sports media or sports betting, but I love it so much. And I'm so glad I get to work from home and just like watch sports all day. Yeah. That's that's so good. I was going to ask you, (laughs) what do you love about it? I really only like to watch sports when I have a little bit of action on the game. Like, I mean, football is my favorite sport. NFL, it's almost NFL season and I'm so ready. That's my best sport. But it's just so much more fun when you have money on the game and you're rooting for something. And especially if it's like two teams like the Jaguars and the Texans, like two teams no one cares about, you gotta have something on the game to make it exciting, you know? Um, And baseball season is, is such a long season and it's personally I don't love watching baseball but if I have money on it of course I'll be more inclined to watch it you know their MLB's viewership goes up because betting is a thing now so are you studying these games like what's your prep 
So people think sports betting is just like, okay, team A or team B, it's a 50-50 chance. Well, no, not really. When you have like a really good team facing a really crappy team, you know, going downhill right now, I mean, it's obvious you want to pick the favorite, you want to pick the good team, but there's no value there. You'll have to risk more to win more if you want to bet with a favorite. Of course, everyone wants to watch the Dodgers and the Mets, for example. That's a great baseball matchup, but no one's really looking at the Kansas City Royals and the Chicago White Sox. And that's where you can find kind of more value. There is a lot of research that goes into to one bet. For baseball, you want to look at like the pitching matchup and how a team does on the road versus at home versus you know, this pitcher and versus left-handed pitchers and stuff like that. For football, it's offense and defense. And there's just so much research that kind of goes into that. You got to you gotta do it the night before or for football, at least the week before in terms of research. Mm. Like, for example, like with football, when you're doing your research, like I'm trying to think about what games are coming. So let's just say the first week, the first regular season week, we have the Chargers and the Raiders. So we, the Las Vegas Raiders, go to LA to face the Chargers. We are the underdog because we are the road team and the Chargers are supposed supposedly better than us this season. I mean, you can look at how many yards per carry do the Chargers allowed? I mean, if they allow a lot, then maybe we as the Raiders can focus on the run game. Like, are we good in the red zone? Can we capitalize in the red zone and score? Or are we a team that sucks at scoring once we get there and we just settle for field goals, you know? And you can bet on like, who will win by how many points and if it'll go over or under the total amount of points the the books will will set. There's tiny details you can bet on, which kind of gets in the nooks and crannies. Yeah. You can even, you can bet on certain players to have tackles and amount of sacks and amount of points or amount of rushing yards too. Like there's so many things you can bet on. That's why football is so much fun. And we have like, like three to seven days until like the next matchup during football season. So it gives us a lot of time to research as well. Mm-hmm. So... How has sports betting changed the fan experience for better or for worse? Well, I personally think it's better because like I mentioned earlier, I don't really like to watch baseball for fun. Like that's not a fun thing to do for me, but I'll watch it if I have money on the game. And I think a lot of people, men and women, but like the younger generation like us, we're not super into sports unless we can make it fun. So betting has really really increased fan engagement, in my opinion. But the sucky thing is that a lot of new bettors don't know how to be responsible when it comes to that. And all these sports books, they're like giving away like free money, like it's candy um, with all their like promotions. Like, okay, bet 100 will match $100 for you. If you lose this bet, it's okay. We'll give you $10 to bet again. Um, so, you know, with that comes some bad things as well, but I, I think the fan engagement has gotten a lot better in, in terms of, of betting. I mean, like I said, baseball, football, now we're seeing a lot of football teams pair up with sports books and in the future, they're going to make the game more exciting. They're going to make betting a, a really quick and easy thing to do when you're at the game. So mm -hmm. we hope to see that soon. Yeah. But see, that's the thing when I think about it, like if you're at a game, the point is to be right in the middle of the action, depending on where your seats are, of course, but mm -hmm. you're in the middle of the action. But then, okay, something happens and you're checking your phone to see, oh, how much money you won or, or lost. Does that fully distract a person from watching the game? Like, 
why are we here? Are we here for the bets? Or are we here for the game? Not at all. It's not a distraction at all. I remember going to the Raiders game with my husband and we both bet on the game. We bet different things. And, you know, sometimes there aren't a lot of exciting matchups, but like I mentioned earlier, we can bet on a player, like a certain player to score a certain amount of points or have a certain amount of rushing yards. And it's so much fun. And hey, that, I don't know if you've been in Allegiant Stadium, but it is loud and it gets even louder when we are cheering for our bets. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> How is Vegas handling sports betting? You know, what have you observed about that? That's interesting. You know, I think Nevada in general, we're still very old school when it comes to sports betting because we still require people to physically go to the sports books and sign up for a mobile like account to bet on our phones. Whereas other states, they're very modern. You can just sign up right on your phone, deposit right on your phone. But here we still need to make our first initial deposit in person. We need to show our ID and everything. And it's like, so silly. There are a lot of bets that we cannot bet in Las Vegas, like fun proposition bets, where other states have. I don't know why that is. The Nevada Gaming Board is just very, very strict about it. What I've noticed about Nevada, though, is that we have a lot of support for our sports teams. So regardless of how good or bad the Knights will be, there will always be a ton of money coming in on the Knights to win the Stanley Cup or at least to win the division. Same with the Raiders. People are really high on the Raiders. We are supposed to improve this year and we are seeing a lot of money on the Raiders to win the division over the Chiefs, over the Broncos, over the Chargers and uh, to win the Super Bowl as well. So we have a lot of support uh, when it comes to gambling on Vegas teams. I don't think my husband has done any gambling for that yet. <laughs> but he's he's definitely done well. Like, I think it was just pandemic boredom, but he definitely mm -hmm. was placing bets. He's one of those people who's on like 15 different fantasy football leagues mm. and will win like, you know, 12%. But that 12% will be like the high yielding teams. But then I get taken to dinner. So I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you won. Thanks. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like, yes, take me out. Buy me a dress. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist, Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. So you started like three years ago, give or take. Prior to 2018, Nevada was the only state where sports betting was legal. So I imagine that gave any sports betting analyst a big advantage. But now it's legal in 30 states. So how has that impacted your field? 
So prior to 2018, when Nevada was the only legal state to allow sports betting, there were no such thing as sports betting analysts. I mean, sports betting was such a taboo on like ESPN and Fox and CBS, all the major sports networks, they would not talk about betting. It was like not a thing. It was like, okay, I'm going to pick this team to win and this team to lose. But now you're seeing, okay, well, I think I am going to bet on team a to cover four and a half points you know now there are such things as sports betting analysts and content creators for sports bettors so this has really like grown the industry in so many ways all good in my opinion we're seeing a much more competitive field now when it comes to talking about sports betting uh, and sports betting media i mean we tax it so now sports betting taxes can go to other parts of the city that we can help, not Las Vegas in particular, but other states. Um, New Jersey is actually one of the higher grossing states when it comes to revenue for sports betting, oddly. Uh, New Jersey surpasses us by far. Don't they have Atlantic City? I feel like they're the other place that has like they a do. casino hub. Yes. So Atlantic City. <laughs> they're Ratchet yeah. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, East a Coast Ratchet Vegas. Vegas yes. <laughs> So yeah, AC does have casinos and now they have sports betting. But of course, Las Vegas will always be the mecca of sports betting. Our glitz and glamorous casinos are are way better and our sports books are much bigger and much more accommodating to our guests compared to Atlantic City. Hmm. Would you say that Las Vegas is still important in the world of sports betting? Absolutely. People still want to come here for March Madness. People still want to come here for Super Bowl. And I mean, now we have a hockey team. People want to see the Vegas Golden Knights and they want to bet on the Vegas Golden Knights. Actually, a funny thing, in a lot of other states where it's legal to sports bet, let's say Illinois, you can't bet on Illinois teams in Illinois. But here in Nevada, you can bet teams who are in Nevada in Nevada. The betting thing, it's by state line. So a lot of people, if they live in Chicago and they want to bet on a Chicago team, they have to cross state lines to the next state that will allow them to bet on their Chicago team. So it's like us going out of town for lottery tickets. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that sad? It's so weird we don't have the lottery, okay? Like all, out of everything that we have here, we don't the have the lottery. The ultimate gamble. Yeah. Yeah. The funnest way to. <laughs> so... When does sports betting get dangerous? Because like that, like, yeah, what if you leave town? You're like, I'm going to I'm going out of town just so that I can bet in a different city. Sports betting gets dangerous in so many ways. When you like some people just keep wanting to chase their losses and they're like, all right, I'm just going to double down on this game because I think I can make it up. It's a surefire way. Once you think that you need to double down in order to make up for your losses, that's when it gets dangerous. And there are people that are really addicted to gambling and sports betting. And to have it at the tip of your fingers to bet on your phone is very dangerous. And, uh, you know, you got to know when to stop. You have to set aside a certain amount of money that you are okay losing if you want to get into sports betting. Like you have to know the risks and you have to know the repercussions when you lose. Yeah, that's why I don't start. I, I don't start yeah. things I don't think I can finish <laughs> yeah. in, this, in this scenario when it comes to gambling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what do you think are some signs that your sports betting is out of control? Hmm. 
when you tell yourself that you need to bet on this game just because it's on TV or you can't sleep at night or because you lost earlier in the day, when you say that you need to bet on a certain game when you really don't have an interest in it, um, that's when you realize you have a problem. When you find yourself depositing more money into your sports betting account than withdrawing, that's when you maybe need to like take a step back, take a breather, just take a little break and then come back to it. There are so many different signs and everyone's kind of different here and there. But when you realize that you can't stop, that's when you know you need to you need to get help. May need that problem, right. So do you play sports bets? Oh, absolutely. So every pick that I give out, I will bet. Yeah, I don't like to give out picks and not have my own money backed behind it. Um, yeah, there are some days where I'll, I'll ease up and not bet as much, but I give out picks every single day. I bet every single day, except for my weekends. Um, it's a nice break, nice mental health break. Uh, and then, you know, we're still in the summer, the dog days of summer with baseball. So I don't bet on baseball too much, maybe a bet or two a day, but that's about it. Why do you do it? It's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. And also, like I said, I, ha I have to back my money behind my picks. I mean, I don't have to, but I, I like to, you know, because if people, if my followers bet my picks because of me, I want to be betting them too. Mm. Um, so I do it for fun. I do it to make a little bit of money. But yeah, for the most part, I just have to have money on the games to watch them. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Now I really want to know, what are your tips for someone who wants to get into sports betting? How do we do this responsibly, if you will? Yeah, so definitely start small and have patience. People get into sports betting mainly because they want to make money. But like anything, you're not going to make money right away. It all comes with trial and error. And you have to have a separate bankroll aside that you're okay with losing and that you're okay with growing as well. So definitely set a separate fun money for betting, have patience, start small. It's like I started betting just like five, $10 here and there. And it's still fun when you win five, $10. Okay. Of course, do your research. If you want to start betting, just don't bet like everything that you see. You have to be disciplined, pick a sport and not only pick a sport, but pick just one team or one division to focus on. That's going to help a lot because then you can bet strictly on this team or against this team and make a lot of money. Start small, have patience, do research. Yes, for the bullet points. Yes. We're going to have you teach classes, girl, because that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Momenti, thank you so much for making time to be on our show today. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Before you go, here's the news you need to know. Starting next month, if you're pulled over for suspicion of a DUI, you just might have your blood drawn right then and there. Metro is going to take medical professionals on a ride-along to handle the procedures. Why? Because they want to beat the two-hour time limit they have to submit the tests as evidence. After the recent arrest of a local teen for drowning a dog, Animal activists are urging the school district to implement a free kindness to animals curriculum. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals say that 43% of school shooters have a history of hurting animals.
That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Did you learn something new about sports betting? Go send this episode to a friend and make sure they subscribe too. You can also subscribe to our morning newsletter for even more current events and commentary. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Stay hydrated. Last time I actually got physically warm and then it was a really good take. And I was like, oh, that's why they call it warming up. I should be a little sweaty. And that's how I know I did it right. All right. (laughs) So just a little, little fun facts. All right.